Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 119 of Red Leg Nation Radio. I'm your host, Chad Dotson. Joining me today is, well, no one. I'm actually flying solo on this edition of Red Leg Nation Radio. It's a mini episode of Red Leg Nation Radio, the official podcast of RedLegNation.com. Uh, my buddy Joel Luckup is busy tonight watching the Reds and, uh, and Dodgers. Well, the Dodgers are playing. Uh, at this point, uh, it's in the eighth inning. The Reds are down six to one to the Dodgers. Uh, our other guy, who's usually on uh, the man on the spot when we needed another host for Red Leg Nation Radio, Bill Lack, he's out in, down in Key West. I can't imagine what he could be doing down there that would be any fun. But uh, it's just me today, and so I thought uh, rather than just skip a week, we'll be a day late, maybe in a host short. But uh, I thought we could talk about the Reds. Let me rant about the Reds just a little bit, I suppose. Um, you know, it's a the Reds are the Reds, and uh, we've discussed what's uh, what's affecting them and what the the afflictions are with this team. They can't hit. Uh, hopefully, tonight the Reds are on the way, maybe to being a better offensive team because our guy Joey Votto uh, came back tonight in this game against the uh, the Dodgers. And of course, I'm recording this on Tuesday night. Uh, Votto and the Reds have basically said, "Hey." He's not going to be 100% this season. But even a Joey Votto less than 100% is, uh, is better than most, most players you can put out there at first base. So the Reds activated him from the 15-day disabled list. They sent Donald Lutz down to AAA Louisville um, on an option to, uh, to create room. And, of course, you know, Votto had been out, uh, let's see, we're in the middle of June now, almost a month, because of this, uh, what they call a distal strain of his left quadriceps. I'm not a doctor. I don't play one on TV. I don't know what that is, but um, it sounds painful, and uh, and Votto's not been playing because of it, and it's still painful for him. Uh, Votto calls it a sore knee, basically, but he knows that he's not quite 100%. He doesn't uh, want to put a percentage on it, he says, but he went down to the uh, to the minors. He went and uh, had a couple of rehab games and with Louisville down in AAA, and it is what it is. He's back. His first game back, he's not looked particularly good. But having Joey Votto back is, again, you know, the Reds have had Ramon Santiago playing first base on occasion. And that is, well, frankly, it's outrageous that Ramon Santiago would uh, be in a major league lineup anyway on this in this day and age. But we're glad to have Joey Votto back. Um, we'll miss you, Donald Lutz. Good luck in AAA, but... Uh, Frankly, we prefer Votto at this point. Now, so Votto's back, but the Reds still have all kinds of problems on the offensive side of the ledger. Uh, you know, no one really, with the exception of Todd Frazier and Devin Mezzarocco, are really producing at all. Uh, Frazier's numbers are fantastic, frankly. 276 average, 347 on base percentage, 511 slugging. Yeah, give me that in, uh, in 61 games. 13 home runs, uh, 32 of the ever-popular runs batted in. Got, got to love what uh, Frazier's done. No complaints whatsoever. Um, David Mezzarocco, he's only been able to play 33 games, of course, and he's not played particularly well uh, in the most recent past, but still, look at his numbers across the board. 304 average, 352 on-base percentage, 609 slugging percentage. Nine homers in, in, in 125 plate appearances. Uh, Mizoraco's been productive. After that, 
no one. And so the Reds really need Joey Votto to come back and, and be the Joey Votto that we need him to be. Uh, the other guy the Reds have got to have uh, producing at some point this season is this guy named Jay Bruce. You know, we're, we're big fans of Jay Bruce here on Red Leg Nation Radio. We obviously don't make any... Uh, that's not a secret, I guess, uh, is the way I'll put that, but Bruce has been nothing short of terrible this year. I mean, we're talking numbers that are uh, Roger Bernardino level, uh, a negative uh, wins above replacement number, 208 batting average, 319 on base percentage, 344 slugging percentage, and just four home runs in 45 games, 182 plate appearances. If the Reds are... Listen, the season's not over for the Reds. They are struggling. It has not been a good first half of the season season thus far. But the Reds are still right in the thick of things here. There's no question about that. But I just don't see how they can continue to sustain this. uh, Sustain this really not a a good word because really what we're hoping they can do is just sort of hang on. Hang on, not uh, get blown out, uh, not uh, get... uh, become an afterthought in the race too much um, by the time July rolls around. But it's just not going to happen if they, if they don't get Jay Bruce hitting at some point. Uh, and, and, you know, Bruce says that he's healthy. I don't know if he is or not. He's just certainly not playing like he is. I would imagine that he and, and Vado are both playing at this point through pain. And without those guys in the lineup and producing the way those guys can produce, I, you know, I don't want to be Mr. Pessimistic, but I don't see how this team can have any hope of competing. I just maybe maybe someone maybe one of you can explain how that's going to be, but uh, it just it's it's not possible, especially when you consider that uh, that Ryan Ludwig is just sucking up uh, at bats and making out after out after out in left field. And of course, he's not the primary starter in left field, as we discussed on our last podcast. But uh, he's still getting a number of at-bats and just not producing. He's just, uh, you know, Ludwig, I think his career's over, frankly. He's uh, had some great years. Godspeed to him, but I think it's over. Now, the question, of course, is, do the Reds have any expectation or any hope that Bruce and Votto are going to get back to being who Bruce and Votto are, which are above-average major league hitters? And, of course, in Votto's case, not just above-average, but an elite major league hitter. I don't see any reason to be optimistic about that. I, I, I really want that answer to be different. I really want Joey Votto to be healthy and to be Joey Votto because obviously we've spent a lot of time defending Joey Votto uh, at Red Leg Nation because he gets a lot of unfair criticism. But, you know, if he's not healthy, can he can he do anything? Yes, he can do something. You know, his his OPS is uh, you know. 850 or so, 860, uh, which is something, and especially in this low offensive environment. His, uh, you look at numbers like uh, WOBA, uh, weighted on base average, WRC plus, weighted runs created plus, and he's just, you know, he's up there with anybody on the Reds. Second in uh, WOBA, weighted on base average to Mesoraco on this team. Uh, second uh, to Mesoraco as well, and weighted runs created plus, and, and his production has been actually better than Todd Frazier's, even though Frazier's been fantastic. But that's not that's not what we need out of Joey Vi. We need even more, and I'm not one of these guys that says he's making a thousand billion dollars. I think that's the precise term. 
Joey Votto's making $1,000 billion now, and so he really needs to be uh, producing more. Uh, no, I mean, he's producing well, but he's not producing like we know Joey Votto can, number one. And number two, he's not producing like we know that Joey Votto has to produce in order to make this Reds offense go. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's an offense that has very little margin for error. So, so we'll be hopeful that uh, Votto can uh, return somewhat to form, that uh, Jay Bruce can return to form at some point, because if they don't, I'm not telling you to give up, but if those two guys don't return to form, give up. Okay, actually, I did tell you to do that. Now, turning over to the pitching uh, side, the Reds' pitching has obviously been pretty good lately. The the real, I guess, uh, since, since Homer Bailey's begun to return to form, the one guy that uh, a lot of concern about in the starting rotation is Tony Singrani. And Singrani, what, do you, what, what can you say about him? Gave up six runs uh, on Monday this week to the Dodgers in just four and two-thirds ending innings excuse me he is two and seven with a 4.68 era this year uh, in his 11 starts and you know since he came back from the uh, tendonitis in his shoulder uh, that put him on the disabled list back in april he's 0 and 5 with a 6.26 era it just really the only pitcher that he's been uh, better than on the red staff so far this year, when you look at uh, his overall numbers, wins above replacement. J.J. Hoover is the only guy. So, so an ugly start for Singrani, and we obviously know Singrani is capable of more than this. Now, would you be surprised to see, to see Tony Singrani go on the disabled list very soon? Not at all. And, and matter of fact, I would have to guess that Singrani, if I had to guess what the Reds, uh, what move they're going to make here in the next couple of days. That's what it'd be. Singrani to the disabled list and taking his spot on the roster, one Matt Latos. Now, that uh, that's encouraging news. Latos, of course, has been uh, pitching in the minor leagues on a rehab assignment and appears to have been cleared to return to the Reds this Saturday. And uh, hopefully he'll be starting for the Reds this Saturday against the Brewers up there in Milwaukee. He says he's been ready for a, a while now. The Reds have been cautious, and obviously they should be cautious because Latos has had one issue after another. You know, started out with that uh, knee surgery back in February as spring training was getting started. He had the torn meniscus, uh, same thing that uh, afflicted Vado a couple years ago, 2012. And then, of course, he went out on a rehab assignment in April, strained the flexor mass tendon in his right forearm. That's when uh, I started to worry and I voiced those concerns. Oh no, oh no, Tommy John. We've seen so many Tommy John surgeries around the league this year. Oh no, is uh, is that what we're headed for with with Latos? And of course, as is customary, I jumped the gun on that one, possibly, but um, because he has been pitching and pitching fairly well in the minors. Although during his uh, rehab start for Louisville last week, they had to they had to pull him. After 67 pitches, and I thought, here we go, another setback. Turned out that was just a uh, a cramp in his uh, in his leg, and so they made him they made him start one more time in the minor leagues uh, again, which he he didn't he clearly didn't want to do. Uh, his quote was, "I had really good stuff uh, uh, Monday, basically uh, when he made his last minor league uh, rehab start. It, uh, it it stinks that I had to waste it in a minor league game, so 
But uh, wasted or not wasted, he'll be back in the, in the majors, and I wouldn't be surprised to see. We've been talking about what they're going to do. They're going to send Singrani to the bullpen, or they're going to send Alfredo Simon to the bullpen. I'm here to predict that Singrani is going to go back on the disabled list. Uh, I don't know what affliction they will uh, attribute uh, his disabled list stint to. Possibly an inflamed ERA, which would be an accurate assessment of what's going on with uh, with Tony Singrani. But but Latos is back, and the Reds really need Latos back because. Uh, Latos is, is right up there with Johnny Cueto in terms of talent on this Reds pitching staff. And although the pitching has, by and large, been pretty good, it's good. there's no team in the majors that wouldn't be uh, helped by having a Matt Latos inserted into the, into the rotation. Of course, if the Reds aren't going to hit, they're going to need guys like Matt Latos to, uh, to keep the other team from hitting and from scoring because the Reds seem sometimes it seems like their only hope is to win a two to one game. Uh, tonight the Reds got down two to nothing and I saw comments on Twitter. Oh, that's an insurmountable lead, insurmountable lead. And of course, right now we're looking at the bottom of the eighth and it's six to one. So the Reds have only been able to score one run. Got Billy Hamilton on base here though with a broken bat uh, single. Brandon Phillips is up. Uh, I doubt though with just one guy on base if Phillips can hit a five run homer to tie this game. So. But, you know, we can always hope. Uh, looks like a crazy bearded guy is on the mound for uh, for the Dodgers. What's up with Brian Wilson? So, here we are with the Reds. And the Reds are the Reds. And they're just sort of struggling along. They had a 500-week last week. And they're not really falling out of the race. But they're not making a move either. And, and they're not really a whole lot of fun to watch, let's, let's be honest. Um. Now, a couple of things I wanted to, to talk about before we uh, ended this, as I said, mini edition of Red Leg Nation Radio. Because, and it has to be a mini edition because, frankly, how long are you guys going to listen to me ramble on about the Reds? I know, not long. But that doesn't hurt my feelings. I know that uh, this ridiculous accent I have is a, is a turn off, and I know that, uh, frankly, I don't, I'm not half as interesting as our regular hosts, Joel Luckup and, and Bill Lag, but... You're stuck with me this week. Sorry. What about Aroldis Chapman? Chapman's been pretty good since he came back. And, uh, you know, I was sort of looking over the Reds' numbers earlier, and it really just uh, jumped out at me how good Chapman's been in a very, very short amount of time since coming back from that liner. He took off the forehead. Uh, looking at wins above replacement for the Reds' pitchers, obviously Johnny Cueto is at the top of the list for the Reds. He's had a fantastic, fantastic season. No complaints about Cueto with that 5-5 uh, five and five record, 1.97 ERA. Uh, all his peripheral numbers are just outstanding. Strikeout rate's outstanding. He's not giving up home runs. Um, beautiful uh, ground ball percentage, which is, uh, in my opinion, really important, obviously, for at uh, Great American Ballpark. So, hey, can you complain about Johnny Cueto to... Uh, Two wins above replacement by uh, Fangraphs numbers. Uh, second on, uh, among Reds pitchers in wins above replacement, Mike Leake. Not surprising as well. He's three and five, uh, which well, I, don't, I don't even know why I keep mentioning one loss numbers. It's a it's a habit born of years and years and years of watching uh, baseball on TV and listening to uh, to radio broadcasts. But three point two nine ERA. His uh, peripheral numbers show that maybe he's not quite. As good as that, but still, all his all his numbers look really good. 
uh, even has a higher ground ball percentage than Johnny Cueto, although he's not striking out near as many. Um, but he doesn't walk as many either. Just a, a beautiful 1.76 uh, walks per nine inning number, which is the best on the Red staff. Third in wins above replacement on the Reds pitching staff, Aroldis Chapman. And that really surprised me because Chapman's only thrown 13 innings. And again, I, yeah, I'm not going to get into what might have been, but God, you know, he's this productive in 13 innings. What could he have done if we'd let him throw 200 innings in a year? But it really surprised me. And of course, Chapman, Mark Sheldon, our, our buddy over at uh, MLB.com, had a nice piece on Chapman this week saying, uh, about how Chapman, since he returned from that disabled list tent, has not only been throwing hard, he's always thrown hard, uh, not only throwing a that, that changeup that we've loved so much, uh, but his slider has really come into its own this year. And I haven't looked at the, the actual numbers, the, uh, you know, in terms of what his uh, slider has actually done and whether it's that much better than last year. And I'm going to dig into that a little bit, maybe for a piece that I'll, I'll write for Red Leg Nation over the, in the next week or so. But uh, slider coming in at 89 to 91. First of all, who throws a slider 89 to 91? Bronson Arroyo would die to have those numbers for his fastball. But uh, Chapman is just uh, throwing it for strikes. Seems like much more. That's what uh, that's what Mark Sheldon's theory is. He's throwing it for strikes much more, and it's it's more of a strikeout pitch than before. And you know, I don't, again, I don't know if that's true necessarily in comparison. I'm looking forward to looking up into the into the numbers, but it's just the eye test for what that's worth. Sure seems like it in watching him pitch this year. And, of course, uh, coming into this week, Chapman had retired 19 batters in a row, uh, 29 of his last 30. He's striking guys out. He's just, uh, he blew that save there a few weeks ago, but since then he's been just unbelievable. And, you know, I wish he were a starting pitcher. Oh, I mean, did I say that I wasn't going to get into that again? Well, maybe I lied. Uh, I want to see this guy for 200 innings. Yes, I know. That ship has sailed, and there's no reason for me to even waste any more time discussing it. So, What else do we want to talk about with the Reds? How about this? Uh, we mentioned Vado a moment ago. And what about uh, Paul Doherty's column in the Cincinnati Inquirer that questioned Vado's toughness earlier this week? Yeah, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time dwelling on that. I just felt like I needed to mention uh, my buddy Steve Mancuso there at uh, Red Lake Nation called it a shameful hit piece, and it really was. And uh, there's some fantastic guys over the Inquirer. We love those guys. It's so ill-informed, though, to write uh, about uh, Joey Votto that, or basically calling out Votto, saying he should be playing hurt. And, you know, I, I guess what? Here we are tonight. We just talked about it. Votto is playing hurt right now but I'm not sure how Craig Calcaterra who writes uh, for Hardball Talk over at NBC called him internet tough guy basically and he really is you know who's Paul Doherty to question Joey Votto and not that Joey Votto is above criticism he's certainly not and and, and we have criticized him in the past uh, occasionally not often because it seems does not seem uh, productive to criticize the, well, 
best player on the team. And when there are a whole lot of other areas where the Reds that you can blame for for the Reds problems, I guess the Reds uh, struggles than the best guy on the on the club. But first of all, you you play injured, you do like Brandon Phillips did last year. And kudos to Brandon Phillips. He you know he really wanted to help the team, and he really didn't want to. Uh, go on the disabled list, so he played hurt all season long. Well, but you know, you, if you if you play and play poorly, how's that helping the team? And if you come back too soon from the injury, and so you're unable, the injury lingers, and you're unable to really get healthy to where you can really help the team, how, how does that help? It doesn't. Now, I think that there's maybe some trade-off. Obviously, as we said earlier, uh, less than healthy Jay Bruce, or excuse me, Joey Votto is... It's better than having Ramon Santiago or Brian Pena at first in most instances. But I just, it's really strange to me that, uh, that, that Doherty would waste column inches complaining about Votto, uh, calling him out for not playing hard. I just, it's nonsense. It's complete nonsense. And uh, I don't know, maybe they got some clicks on it. Maybe they got some people buying newspapers. I don't know. I just... Uh, Vado's always seemed like the type of guy that uh, does everything he can in his power to be the best player that he can be every single at-bat. He doesn't take at-bats off. And he does that in an uh, attempt to help the Reds win. Hey, I like that. You know, I don't know if you've noticed over the 119 episodes of Red Leg Nation Radio and over the 10 seasons we've been following the Reds at Red Leg Nation, we like it when the Reds win. What we've seen this year, we don't like that much. And, uh, yeah, I want a healthy Joey Votto. A Joey Votto with a lingering injury the rest of this season, yeah, it may be better than having uh, Ramon Santiago playing first base. But the Reds being able to hang in the race and then have Votto come back completely healthy, that seems to be much, much, a much better a much better way to handle this. But what do I know? Uh, you know, I don't know how Votto feels and I don't know what he's playing through. And, and I guess what I'm saying is that I wouldn't be so presumptuous as to say, Joey Votto, how dare you not play through whatever pain you're feeling? Because I don't know what pain he's feeling. I don't know if he can produce. Um, I hope he can because he's back now and uh, the Reds are going to need him, as we said a moment ago, in the middle of that lineup. A few more quick hits about this Reds team. Uh, Billy Hamilton, yeah, not so good still. On-base percentage is uh, still hovering in the 280s. And that's not going to cut it. Even though I've been pretty excited about a number of things that we've seen out of Hamilton this year. That's not going to cut it at the top of the lineup. Chris Heisey, uh, again, just like last year, he had an opportunity last year when Ludwig got hurt to sort of grab the reins and take that left field spot. This year, he's had an opportunity, and no. Skip Schumacher is the other guy in that left field trifecta. He's been terrible. 220 average, 264 on base percentage, 293 slug percentage. I actually thought that, that uh, Schumacher could maybe help, and we still are still talking about just you know less than, uh, less than 90 at-bats for Schumacher, so not a terribly large sample, but... I had hoped that Schumacher, he's had decent on-base skills over the years. Maybe that was one guy that could play left field and, and help the team in some way. Uh, you know, I'm not sure that a, a Schumacher, Heisey, Ludwig platoon, I guess if you call it out there, is 
that's not even hardly triple A level, I'm afraid. And certainly not the level of a team that has aspirations of competing, uh, not just for a division title, but oh, the Reds have been hoping to compete for that uh, World Series. <sighs> Who else can we talk about um, on the offensive side of the ledger? Zach Cozart has been the worst by far uh, offensive player on the Reds uh, in total. But you know his defense has been, uh, been probably the best on the team. Billy Hamilton has been really good defensively. Brandon Phillips has been really good defensively, but uh, by the defensive metrics, and we're still early in the season, and how much weight do we want to give to those defensive metrics? Cozart has been uh, the best, uh, the best red with a glove. Uh, enough so that his uh, total wins above replacements. Actually, he's above, he's above replacement level. He's in the positive numbers barely, but uh, when you consider how putrid his offensive numbers are, that's amazing. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I guess we could call out a couple of other guys on the offensive side and, and look at them and, and talk about what they had done and haven't done, but it's a it's a disaster zone. Go to baseballreference.com or, or fangraphs.com sometime and just pull up the Reds' stats. Uh, the team sets are just, when you get rid of, when you go past Frazier, Miserocco, and, um, and, and Votto, it's a disaster zone, a complete dumpster fire. And again, why am I even looking at those here uh, late on a Tuesday night? The pitching numbers are, are better. Um, Cueto has been good, obviously. Leak has been good. Homer Bailey, everybody thinks he's been awful, and he was awful in April. But Homer Bailey's been pretty doggone good since uh, since the end of April. And, uh, and actually has been more the Homer Bailey that we expected he would be. Um, you know, Lacure's been good. Uh, Sean Marshall's been awful. I love you, Sean Marshall, but you've been awful. J.J. Hoover, love you, buddy. Terrible. Um, get back to form quickly. Uh, he's pitching right now. He's got the first out there, so hopefully he'll have a good, another good outing. And he has been pitching better lately. So get Latos back. The, uh, the starting staff is pretty good. The bullpen is what it is. Not great. The Reds are going to have to hit. And frankly, I don't know if that's going to happen. What do you think, guys? Uh, let us know on Twitter at, uh, at Red Leg Nation. Let me know, at Dotson C. Uh, what do you think? Are the Reds going to hit any? Are they going to get back into this race? I'm, I'm, I'm feeling down. These last, some of these last podcasts here most recently have been downers. I know that. But this team has just been ugly to watch. Just not fun. Um, personalities on this team aren't, uh, don't make it any more fun. To watch, and uh, they, they're not giving us a whole lot of hope. But if and when everybody can get healthy, there's some talent here. Uh, where are we? Do we need to start to? Do we need to, do the rest need to conduct a fire sale? It's time to start looking at just blowing this thing up. The windows closed, or should we hang in there and the Reds, uh, you know, still in the hunt for the wild card? And you know, when Reds win eight out of ten games here, and all of a sudden they're back in the they're back in the thick of things. I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know where I fall. The the Reds fan in me that loves baseball and loves the Reds wants to say, you know, it's just baseball. Let's watch it. Let's have fun. Let's enjoy it. And, and you know, hey, there's still a chance. The realist in me says, am I really thinking about wasting the next four months of my life watching this team every single night because they're going to give me a headache? Well, the reality of it is, yes, I'm going to watch the Reds the next four months and. 
Oh well, that's what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. You guys understand. It is what it is. We're Reds fans. We're going to stick with them, uh, whether they're fun to watch or not. As I said, follow us on Twitter. Uh, most importantly, uh, go subscribe to the podcast. Go to redlegnationradio.com. Subscribe to the podcast uh, via iTunes or via your RSS feed. If you subscribe via iTunes or you have access to iTunes, go on there and rate us and, uh, and uh, give us a review if, if you enjoy the podcast. As, as we say, if you enjoy it, yes, absolutely. Rate us, review us, tell your friends about us. But if you don't, uh, don't care for us, keep your mouth shut. Uh, go to redlegnation.com every day for all the re- latest in, uh, in Reds news and, and notes. Because and, I know that uh, if, you're listening to the, if you're devoted enough to listen to me ramble on for a half hour about the Cincinnati Reds, I know you're, you're a big-time Reds fan, so you can get all the uh, talk, discussion, and analysis of the Reds that you can handle at redlegnation.com. Guys, appreciate you listening, and uh, we'll be back next week with uh, the full crew rather than this week's skeleton crew. And, and hopefully, uh, if you guys have made it this far, uh, you'll be rewarded next week with a, another exciting edition of Red Leg Nation Radio. So long, everyone. <laughs>